0: welcome inside the locked on nfl draft podcast i'm john ledyard your host from fan sports and ndtscouting.com along with trevor sycamore of PeterReport.com, who covers the tampa bay buccaneers and we are we're back in our homes a country apart kind of north to south <laughs> almost full country apart
1: yeah but like a fourth of it i guess
0: for yeah good chunk of it but you had some you had some travel difficulties huh plane plane got delayed Did.
1: yeah Never yeah fun. not good not good. good. Uh, we we were delayed. We were delayed four hours total um, from Indianapolis to getting back home to Tampa. I think I got back home at like two in the morning. But that was good because you know that was the that was the standard for the week. So it was just you know woke up and watched the DBs this morning. So uh, it was pretty par for the course actually. Yeah. So
0: tonight maybe you'll catch up or Nah, probably not. Yeah. Just keep it rolling once it's there. Uh, we got all the defensive positions basically to talk about uh defensive line uh, the edge defenders linebackers safeties and corners worked out today we wanted to wait till they were done uh to drop this podcast and and give you guys kind of a comprehensive little overview and then we'll get more specific i'm sure in the coming weeks but from the defensive line group there were really some strong performances i thought i thought it was i didn't expect the group to be this good i don't think and uh i we let's just kick it off with your boy i mean Taven brian he did he did it man he yeah. he had a great he had a great uh c or combine performance all around too i really thought his his agilities would be what tripped him up but instead he was elite in those areas uh 295 tiny one pounds six five uh his arms are a little bit shorter but this is a guy whose whose web looks pretty unbelievable you go to mockdraftable.com and check these guys webs out and his web looks pretty unbelievable. This guy, uh, he put up some, some terrific numbers at the
1: combine, and I think he's definitely played his way into first round consideration. Yeah, I think people get, I, I mean, we just go from combine to combine, and we've got to do what we can to not be this like microwave draft watchers or draft fans. We're like, because I mean, what was Taven's 40 time? Uh, his forty time was in the 79th percentile,
0: but he is on the light end, so keep that in mind. Right, so weight adjusted below. He ran a four nine have? four
1: nine eight. Okay, so like Taven runs a four nine eight, and like people, people are looking for him. I I I think that people. Believe that they're just looking to get wowed all the time. They're looking for the next guy that's going to wow them in, like, every category. Like, we get used to these freaks that we just talk about year in and year out. And, like, Taven, the very first thing that he did was he ran the 40. And it's basically, you know, it's basically like a 5-flat 40. And people, I, I, I know people were kind of just like, eh, you know, he's a lighter guy. So, like, a 5-flat, you know, right around 5-flats, not that great, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes out and has really good other explosive drills. Mm-hmm. And his day is fan- it, his day is actually like you said it's fantastic. and then I have fantastic combine, but I know people kind of looked at the forty and they were like, oh, I thought that he'd be faster, blah blah blah, all this stuff about Tavon Brian. Well, that's because so, like, people were saying he's running the four sevens, right? Two ninety one, that's insane. We gotta like we gotta calm it down, man. Yeah. Like right. even and we'll get to we'll get to Derwin James in a little bit when we get to defensive backs, but I mean like you know, Derwin running a a, a four four eight, it's awesome. Oh yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Right. And like people, you know, he's he's I think what six two, you know, two fifteen, two twenty as a DB safety, super long guy, and he's running a four four or something. Yeah, two fifteen. It's incredible. But yeah, but everybody was like, oh, well, he's going to run a four three. So when he runs, basically close to a four five, even though it's incredible, you know, we we have it skewed, and so I think prospects may play a little bit into that that fire because. They just bought the best times that they've ever ran when it's probably not going to be the case of the combine, Uh, you know, unless you're a freak like Shaquem Griffin. But yeah, all of that to say as a whole, a lot of these guys, I think, performed really well when you take the whole scope of the testing and measuring. I think Taven Bryant was one of those guys.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, even you mentioned Derwin and we'll talk about him in a second, but, uh, I actually thought he'd run a little bit slower than what he ran. So I thought it was a, a great time, but some people were, yeah, I asked a dash on Twitter. What do people think Derwin's going to run? And people said, I got four, three flat from some people. And I got four, six flat from some people. And I was like, oh, man, that's very extreme answers. And I had like a hundred responses and they were all over the place. So people really didn't, it was weird to see people not have a great feel for what he'd run, but I, he ran right kind of in the middle of most of those predictions, um, and, and he had great times, I think. For his size and his weigh I mean, terrific times. Uh, he had a great workout. Um, Deron Payne, you know, he got a lot of hype when he ran that grade 40, and it was a terrific 40. The rest of his workout was pretty normal, though, man. I mean, like, he, you know, he he was in the 39th percentile for the 20-yard shuttle mm-hmm. and for the vertical jump, 6'2", 3'11", so he's right around your average uh, size, at least in terms of uh, the weight. Uh, your average height for, or weight for a uh, defense interior defensive lineman and um yeah he just uh you know it wasn't anything special after that 60 60%, percent 60th percent on the three cone 61st in the broad jump i mean all fine i think he's adequately explosive adequately flexible maybe but nothing special there and i thought that that showed up on tape he he can't finish a lot of pass rush moves when he gets to players edges and I don't know if I think it's part of it's because he has that high pad level and it helped hurts him in run defense too. And I think his lack of flexibility showed up in the other drills. So it was a great start for Payne. I still have some concerns about him. I don't know if he's this elite end player we're trying to make him out to be. I think he's a good player. I don't know if he's the elite end consistent interior type of Alabama defender that we're used to.
1: Uh I thought he looked really good in drills, like after that. So the, the on field drills. Right. You're still. So, um, I don't know. Like I saw, I saw, I saw a lot of that going on in the drills. Like him being really good. So, well, maybe he still got it. Maybe he's got it. I don't know. I just thought his tape I was. Might be, I might be a little bit higher in John pain than you might be.
0: Yeah, so. he's probably going to be. He's going to be DT four, five. I think for me, five or six. I believe that's fair. Sure I mean, is that
1: yeah. with or without Maurice Hurst?
0: With him, yeah. With him, yeah. Uh, yeah. And those who don't know Maurice Hurst, heart issue, and he's going to undergo more testing and. We'll see what ends up coming of it, but obviously wishing him the best, and hopefully he can, uh, you know, those things all check out, and he's able to participate in the rest of the pre-draft process, and you know, eventually be able to play football in the NFL, which is I know his dream. So, um, Nathan Shepard, got a got a shout out, shout out to one of your sons already, and Dave and Brian, but Nathan Shepard, yep. man. So did yep. you te- did you tell the people already about Nathan Shepard and your interaction at the podium?
1: No, so I don't think um, you did. So, I mean, like Nathan Shepard, obviously, was a big fan of his after the Senior Bowl. Um, had clipped a couple of plays on on Twitter, just showing what he could do uh, down in Mobile a couple weeks ago, and he ended up, you know, he like a lot of these other prospects, they kind of search the things of what people are saying about him, going through the process and everything, blah, 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 and he found my stuff, and he actually, uh, he followed me. He followed me back on Twitter, and I gave him a follow, too, and then I go to his podium before his workouts the day before his workouts so he was at one of the podiums and the people were asking him kind of his background why he was at such a low-level school if he's such a great prospect and he kind of explained his whole how he got there thing some unfortunate stuff with finances and just being an unlucky spock obviously coming from canada um it's hard to get two notice there blah 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 all this stuff so anyways after the podium i go up to him and i just wanted to i, I wanted to get to meet him because i haven't gotten the chance to meet him i didn't get that chance in mobile um and i just said hey man you know i'm trevor sykema um i'm a big fan of yours uh i am you know basically just saying like sucks about your hands sucks that we couldn't see you more of the senior bowl and i was just you know kind of wishing him well on the couple of um on in the next day with him with the drills coming up and he goes yeah yeah, yeah. what's your name or what's your twitter handle and i'm like tampa bay and he just goes tampa bay Trey, right I'm like <laughs> i'm like yeah and i smile. like I was like yeah he's like he's like you got funny tweets man i like your tweets and i was just like all right well um that's all i need we could go ahead and wrap this pro- this uh, draft process up you could take me one. now god <laughs> player 1 yep position 1 uh no he had a great day and yeah, he did it's 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 now, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to like be this, you know, like I was on Nathan Shepard first thing. I mean, I didn't see him until the senior bowl. There are plenty of people that, you know, kind of knew about him before then, but that mm-hmm. was certainly the time that he burst on the scene. But then I thought he tested really well in the drills. He looks fantastic. Oh my goodness. He's, he is he is 6'3, 315, and is built as well as you could possibly want anyone to be built. Um, he is a brick house, man. So he is stacked. He and, has that going for him. And in the drills. You know, Killed he's it. 315 and some of his movements, he looks like a 260 linebacker or like right. a 260 D end or whatever, 260, And he's doing this. at so much more weight. So I think that the athlete certainly popped out when he was on the field and William McGinnis. The reason why I brought up uh, not many people knowing him, William McGinnis, obviously the uh, the Pro Bowl or the Super Bowl champion with the Patriots, all of that, you know, he works for NFL Network and he's watching during the D line day. And you could tell that he really had not heard of Nathan Shepard. And he watches him. It took, it took William McGinnis all 15 seconds or whatever, however mm-hmm. long it took him to go through that bag drill to go, wow, wow, I like this kid. I like this kid a lot. Right, And It's, it's, it's kind of just – it's an obvious thing with, with Shepard. Oh, yeah. And I got – confirmed his birthday – um it is in october so he will be 25 in october so he's going to be 24 on draft day so i know that's going to turn some people off but i couldn't care less because he dominates his competition so much already but yeah he had a fantastic weekend um that was great to see great to see him live up to his potential that we got to see flashes of at the senior bowl
0: he's got to be a day two pick i mean this kid he tested and he was on the high end for weight so weight adjusted he's going to be even higher than these percentiles i'm about to read but 20-yard shuttle, he was in the 74th percentile. Three-cone in the 70th percentile. Broad jump in the 87th percentile. Vertical jump in the 71st percentile. 40-yard dash was just above average. But again, remember, this guy's 315 pounds, and he's moving. I mean, 509 is terrific. And uh, 10-yard splits we didn't get, but he looked explosive. He looked explosive in practice. He looked explosive on tape. He looked explosive in the drills uh, at the Combine. So I'm trusting my eyes with that one. This kid has all the tools. He does need a little bit of work, but... I honestly, I think he's going to be in my top five defensive tackles. And so, uh, you know, I would have definitely expect to have a round two, maybe early round three, somewhere around that range. Uh, Great on Shepard when I finish his evaluation. He's he's the real deal. Um, fully Fatakasi had a terrific workout, too. This guy's kind of the apple of some people's eye. And I really liked him over the summer. I thought... You know he could become more consistent, but the flashes are really impressive. And you know he's six three and three four, so he's the same height exactly as Nathan Shepard, three hundred eighteen pounds. So they're very similarly sized players. He's mm-hmm. got a lot longer arms though, Fadikasi. So his frame is just a little bit more gangly, I guess. I mean, still not gangly. He's three hundred eighteen pounds. So I mean, but he has that length that uh, that Shepard doesn't have. He's not quite the athlete. I don't think the Shepard is, but he tested like it. I mean, you know, he's in the seventy fourth percentile. For the twenty-yard shuttle, seventy-eighth for the three cone, eighty-seventh for the broad, uh, fifty-eighth for the for the vertical. His forty-yard dash was bad; it was five-two-nine, and I think people saw that and kind of got turned off, and they forgot to check back and say this guy killed the drills that actually matter. He's not running, you know, forty yards or anything like that for a defensive right, tackle. Right. You know, he watches explosiveness in some of these other drills and the change of direction and the ability to dip and be flexible, and those are the things Faticasi has. I think he is a little bit of a project, but he might be. A top one hundred pick when this is all said and done with the workout he's had, the length that he has, the motor that he plays with, the pass rush upside that he has. He's another player that helped himself out a lot. And surprisingly, and I taking the L on this one too, not the L, I guess, because I have liked him. I just did not think Harrison Phillips would be a great athlete. Did you? I mean, watching him on tape, it just seemed like every movement was kind of labored, and he's so he's a bull in a China shop, he's super strong. You know, the bench press didn't surprise me at all that he put up, what, 42 reps on the bench. I mean, this guy's yeah, a house. Yeah, right, right. But, man, he killed the agility. He's in the 77th percentile in the 20-yard shuttle and the 91st percentile in the three-cone. And he's right around the average for weight, so he pretty much is in those percentile groups. For the agility drills, he jumped, jumped 32 inches at 307 pounds in the 80th yeah. percentile for the vertical.
1: Yeah, That's it's Yeah. It, it, it's a good it's a good interior d-line class man yeah. and um yeah you, know, you know it's it's weird because you could almost you look at this two different ways right so you look at it from a running back standpoint and you go man it's a deep running back class so you can you can wait to get your guy you can wait you can you could probably afford to wait to get a running back and it'll be suitable but when you flip sides like interior defensive line I would start the sentence again by saying, Man, it's a deep interior defensive line class, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't tell you to wait. I'd tell you to double up. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I would I would tell you to get as many of these dudes as you can. Right. Because they're all different types too. You know, you and so, yeah, but it's just I was just thinking about that when you were saying it, that with running back, we often use depth of a class to justify, you know, moving back, maybe waiting around to get a guy. Having a couple guys late that you're comfortable with, man. For this interior defensive line class, I'd I'd get as many as I can. Seriously, yep, I and agree. I don't. And it's just I think it, obviously the nature of the position that they play, because you know one holds a little bit more of a it's certainly like a close to the ball importance. Sure, but. You know, that's just kind of what's going on in my head. That's a process that I was, you know, I was just listening to you say that. So, you know, he, him, you know, Fudakasi, like you said, he was he was great at the East West Shrine. He was probably the best defensive lineman. Uh, him and and Sana from USF, those are probably the best defensive linemen that were at the East West Shrine practices. Mm-hmm. Then you have, uh yeah, Phillips. Never, I did not expect it from this. So the depth just keeps growing in this class. Yeah. And you know, we even and that's no that's no fault of the guys at the top either because we haven't even talked about Veo. We can talk about him right now, but. Great forty-yard dash for a guy his size. Um, I, th- I thought that yeah. what he ran was—I thought that what he ran was fantastic, right. almost unbelievable. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, completely. And on the opposite end of the sp- I mean, he got hurt, so we didn't get to see him do the rest of the stuff. So. I mean the forty was at what we expected it to be. I like that we saw some explosiveness from him, you know, that square stance. I talked to Vea about that when I was there, that square stance he played with the Washington, it really didn't let him explode off the ball very often. I think there might be some untapped bursts there. I mean, I don't think it's elite level, so but I'm saying, man. it will help him a little bit, I think, at the NFL. So yeah, you know, a good a good solid football player there for sure. Uh but Tim Settle. Uh we're sipping some tea on this one, aren't we? Six yeah. two, three three fourths. He came in with great height. He came in with great weight through three twenty nine uh for weight, but he looked sloppy, didn't I mean? He just didn't look he didn't look the part at any point. And we have been told this guy would be an elite athlete for no. especially for his size. No. It could not have been further from the truth. No. He ran five three seven, which is in the sixth percentile. His hand yeah. size his hands were nine and an eighth. That's it in the fifth percentile for a defensive I could have told lineman.
1: you that. I could have told you that. You know why? We had this conversation while we were while we were sitting in the media workroom. We were mm-hmm. talking about Tim Settle. Look at his body type. He is a like he is a giant dude who you know has he carries a lot of weight in his gut, which is fine. I'm not you know like your defensive offensive lineman, whatever. That's fine, not a big deal. He also has you know he has big. Uh, quads hamstrings he's got a good lower body there but then when you get to his knees it really narrows out like down from his calves and his ankles mm-hmm. when when you have that much weight up top and you don't have an equal proportion down all the way to your ankles then at that point I immediately because that was the thing with Tim Settle I looked at him and I immediately was like this guy if this guy doesn't struggle with balance I'm gonna be surprised um, and he does, he plays yep. on the ground. You know, he gets knocked over. He has an inability to anchor. Why? It's because of how he's built. It's because of the way that his body is. And that, I mean, that showed in the combine drills when he was going through drink, he was on the ground, he was slipping and stumbling. He stepped on the bags like three times. Right. And it's like, you see the, you see some flashes with Tim settle of him just bursting off the line of scrimmage. And that's, and that's good. You like to see that, you know, when you, when you have athletes from nose tackle position, I'm sure it's alluring. Like you like to see it, you think of the potential. But when you play nose tackle, when you play 0 or 1 or whatever it is next to a 3-tech, I mean especially you know next to, if you're a 4 eye in a in a 3-4, you have to be able to anchor. 100%. You have to be able to. And all of the bonus athleticism that you get on the side has to come after you can be able to anchor. Tim Settle can't anchor, At and all. now we're seeing like he's not even a, you know, he's not even this outside athlete. He's not even an yeah. you know, under tackle playing a nose tackle. Nope. He's just bad. I don't know. <laughs> you know, low low on my low on my D line list. That's what he is. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, before the combine, he was a mid day three type of play,
1: player for me that was where i had him on my board mid-day I mean, that's, three. I, that was what he was for me he hasn't changed yeah. but i've heard i have heard from you know i spoke to people who were you know within nfl teams at the senior bowl and that kind of like they like him they were like oh you gotta watch this guy he's a sleeper you know like we really like this guy blah 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 and i threw on his tape and you know yeah, you I mean, and i have had the conversation about him plenty so. right i mean that's that's the big
0: thing to me is that they liked him then, and they saw this. And I mean, he he could almost not stand up and stay on his feet during the drills. I mean, that I mean, he just could. That's how bad of an athlete he was. Five three seven forty was in the sixth percentile. A vertical jump of twenty three point five was in the third percentile. Broad jump in the fifth percentile. Three cone in the twelfth percentile. Twenty yard shuttle in the twelfth percentile. The dude didn't even break the fifteenth percentile for any of his workouts. Um, so. I think that hype train's going to die. I think you're going to see people move on, start talking about other prospects. we got to talk about edge defenders too because this class, you know, there were some guys that really uh, surprised, excited, I should say. I guess it's probably a better way to say it. More often than not, I thought it was a disappointing result from what is a weak edge group. I guess not disappointing because we were kind of expecting it, but there wasn't a lot of strong performances across the board in the edge group. There were a lot of guys that waited to work out. You want to talk about some duds or some studs first? Let's talk about some studs. Okay, so studs,
1: it. Yeah, Josh Sweat. Unbelievable. We knew he'd be yeah. athletic, right? But a this was next alien. level.
0: This is crazy. I mean, the dude, here's his percentiles, okay? 6'4", and 3 fourths, so he's basically 6'5". He's 251 pounds, so he's a little bit on the lighter end for an edge, but for, according to Mock Draftable's database, yeah, anyway. Yeah, comp,
1: comp him on edges. Do the edge comp. Yeah, this is, this is edge comp right here.
0: Okay. So he's in the 14th percentile for weight, so weight adjust his numbers and they're a little bit little bit less impressive than this because the the average weight on this database is 266 for an edge which i think is changing every year uh but anyway that's what it is from the from the 600 and something players in this database uh he is his wingspan first of all was insane 84 84 and a quarter or 84 yeah. and an eight sorry i couldn't read that 98th percentile was put his wingspan and his arm legs nuts almost 35 inch arms his hand size is nuts his 40 yard dash was a four five three this dude's in the 98th percentile four five three at 251 pounds vertical jump was 39 and a half i mean he's in the 96th percentile for that broad jump was in the 91st percentile 20 yard shuttle was in the 80th percentile. the only thing he didn't do was three cone i really want to see what his three cone is because i thought that there were times where he wasn't that bendy or flexible on tape Uh, it's going to be really weird if he runs a poor three cone after testing out of his mind and everything else. I mean, out of his mind, it was, it was unbelievable. It was one of the best performances by an edge defender we've ever seen at the combine.
1: Yep. Yep. No, his, I, I, I posted this yesterday and some people got mad at me for doing it, but I was just putting the numbers next to each other. Um, he had a lot of clownies numbers. And like he was, he's obviously given up 15 pounds from what Clowney had I was when say, he did I thought his, Clowney
0: was way heavier,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's given up 15 pounds, obviously. But I mean, on the flip side, Josh Sweat did a little bit better than Clowney in these areas. So sure. it's like, okay, well, you know that you know there's a lot of the weight to just think we're talking about kind of like a similar potential athlete. Mm-hmm. Now, what it, you know, what it gets on the field is obviously Josh Sweat didn't have the production or or the flashes that Clowney did, but um what did you think of sweat like does this change anything for you is this what you saw like what did you because we talked to kyle a little bit about it kyle krabs from any scouting he liked him yeah i liked
0: sweat coming in i thought that he would be a good tester i didn't think he would be one of the best testers ever (laughs) you know so um that always makes you go back a little bit and reassess some things and you know one thing that i was frustrated with by sweat on tape is that florida state often used him as sometimes they used him as a three technique believe it or not which is crazy occasionally they would put him head up or tight to the outside shoulder of the tackle for a speed rusher. That's not an ideal spot to be. So there were enough reps like that, that I wonder if it threw off his ability to get into a pass rush rhythm or progression Mm. when he moved Mm. out to the edge. So that's why I need more tapes. I've watched three on Sweat. I'm going to watch three totally new games. Jonah Tulls, who likes Sweat a lot, he told me a couple more to watch, and as soon as the combine ended, I was going to watch those games. So I'm going to go back and watch three of those games of Sweat, probably tonight, because I need to get a look at this guy, because his testing puts him in contention to be edge three for me, uh, with guys like Sam Hubbard, um, Kamoko Tore didn't do testing, but he would be a guy that's in that conversation for me. Um, mm-hmm. A couple others that are slipping my mind right now, but he's going to have the upper hand to do that, depending on how the rest of these guys test. Because I thought maybe some a couple guys were a little bit better on tape. Um, at first, I thought maybe Edgefor and Davenport would be ahead of him, uh, and that's not going to be the case after having watched those guys even before the combine. They were already going to be lower. Uh, so Sweat is going to be Sweat is going to be up there, and for the NFL, I think he's got a legit chance to go in the first round, just based off his testing numbers and based off you know what i mean he had some decent play he had some decent plays tapes not like horrible or anything i just didn't think see anything special on his tape i thought he'd be like a mid day two type of player now i think he's going to be a top 50 guy based on his testing and kind of his pedigree coming in i mean this guy's sure. this guy's a real deal as an athlete um sure we didn't get to see some guys test Cantavia street kamoko ture you know those guys a lot of people wanted to see them do the full testing they didn't duke edge Edu- is another one who didn't do the full testing. Marcus Davenport, we've been calling this for a while, uh, tested at a very average level for most everything, except for the 40. We thought he'd run well in the 40, and we had said that he thought he'd be explosive, which usually is denoted in the broad jump and probably in his 10-yard split, although we don't we don't have that, of course. Um, so his broad was great in the 91st percentile. His 40 was great in the 94th percentile, and he's right around the weight, so those percentiles hold strong even when weight adjusted probably. Um, so he was he was right around bang on both of those it was the bend and flexibility that is going to kill Davenport it killed him on tape uh, it killed him at the senior bowl practices and that's exactly what we predicted would happen he's in the 52nd percentile in the three cone the 46th in this 20 yard shuttle you know so right around average for the agilities the change of direction type stuff the foot quickness type stuff and the bend flexibility which is measured best by the three cone. so Really, his his uh, combine played out pretty much exactly how he thought it would. I mean, I think that. Yeah, but Chubb didn't have those good numbers either, didn't he? Right. And we'll get to that in a second, too, because we got to talk about what Chubb put up in in those uh, different results, too, and, and whether it matches up with what we see on tape or not. And with Davenport, I think, and this is the important thing about the testing with Davenport. We saw this on tape, right? We saw the lack of ability to corner and dip under uh, players and play and consistently playing with a high pad level and things like that. Um, And that was denoted then and reinforced in his three-cone. Last year, remember Jordan Willis? Right. We saw him struggle. I mean, even people who liked him. We saw him struggle to bend the edge, struggle to turn that corner. His three-cone time at the combine suggested that he could do that really well. You go back to the tape. It didn't show up on tape. It didn't match up. You know, there was plenty of opportunities and times. Maybe he can learn it. Maybe it's there and he can learn it. But it never showed up on tape. For Davenport, flipped that around. You know, this was absolutely confirmed by the tape. So I always look to see if the two match up. And for players who like Bradley Chubb, for example. So Bradley Chubb comes in, and let me find his trying to find his uh his web here. Stand by. But Chubb came in and we thought. I thought if there was an area that was going to be a weakness for Bradley Jubb, it was the three cone. He was right around average for the 20 yard shuttle and he's a little bit heavier. So he's a couple pounds heavier than the average. So weight adjust him. And he's probably right around, right at average for the shuttle and the change of direction stuff. That's never a strength. I, I can live with that. His three cone was in the 27th percentile. So, That isn't great, obviously. The rest of his stuff was great. The broad jump, the vertical, and the 82nd percentile for both of them. So he's explosive. We know that. Uh, His hands are terrific. His vision's terrific. He can get under you. He can go through. He plays with leverage and a good pad level. Is Bradley Chubb going to win purely by cornering and flexibility around the edge? I don't think so, and I never really thought so. But on tape, to me, he still plays low enough consistently, and he's still able to dip that shoulder and win the edge consistently enough that I just can't see it being a major issue that holds him back in the NFL. I think this guy combined with his get off being more explosive um, than it was two seasons ago, his flexibility being better than it was two seasons ago and his hand usage consistently giving him those t- those easier corners to the pocket. Those are things Chub- that Davenport doesn't show on tape. So to me, the fact that, D- that Chubb did those things still so well on tape, I think he's gonna have an easier time cornering the NFL than his three cone would suggest.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chubb is still... Chubb's still a player. Obviously, this this doesn't really change anything for it. Um, he didn't. The thing with Chubb is that he didn't need to be like over athlete. Right. He he just had to not be terrible at it. I think that like, was the big thing. we needed Davenport to kind of be like an over athlete, which right. he wasn't. Like Harold Landry wins because he's an over athlete, and he proved that. Like he had right. a great time Combine, and then he proved, hey. This is who I was 2 years ago and so it's like okay this is this is the guy. So there's always kind of different things but I, I'm with you even though Bradley Chubb's numbers like weren't great it's not like it changes his tape because mm-hmm. that's not really how he won anyways and he still won a lot. Um so yeah, yeah there.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that uh you know you, I won't surprise me and I get it if people have Harold Landry over Bradley Chubb especially cuz the testing kind of confirms that Landry is the elite athlete that he want, that we thought he was two years ago, even though we didn't see it as often this past year. We thought that it would. We both like Harold Landry a lot. I think that both of them are different types of players in a lot of ways. And I understand both arguments. I think that Chubb is the more well-rounded player. So for a grading scale like mine, that that tiers kind of everything and weights everything, pass rush stuff is weighted, but he's going to score high enough in that that it cancels out some of the advantages that that, that Landry would have when you bring his run defense into the equation. So... If you're a team looking for, I think Landry is a better has better tools to be an elite end pass rusher. If you're looking for the guy more likely to put up back-to-back 15 sack seasons, to me, that guy's Harold Landry. If you're looking for the guy more likely to consistently get between 8 to 12 sacks a season, and play great run defense, be a lead in locker room, all those kind of things. And Landry's good at being a leader and all this stuff too. But I think Bradley Chubb is the player, to me, that is more well-rounded, can win in more ways as a pass rusher. So it's going to be an interesting comparison. And obviously I love both of them. Both of them are going to be probably top 12, 15 players on my board. Uh, But it's going to be an interesting comparison to take Landry's elite high-end athleticism against Chubb's more well-rounded, developed game, hand usage, vision as a pass rusher, ability to get inside, and see which of these two is more successful in the nfl because both approaches have been proven to be successful in the past with different players and i think both players are going to be successful in the nfl so having that compare contrast with both guys now here's what will trip me out if marcus davenport goes ahead of harold landry i might lose my mind
1: no way no way you don't think there's any shot
0: right I mean this no, will be crazy.
1: Not after not after Landry's combine. There's
0: no chance. You combine Landry's combine with his production when healthy against Power 5 competition in yeah, arguably no the best conference in football yeah, and big games no without way. anybody to help him on his I mean the defense has some talent but you know nobody on his level. I mean it would just be crazy if you're no. taking a guy with middling production from a smaller school I,
1: I tweeted. I tweeted the other day. If if Harold Landry gets past the Green Bay Packers at fourteen, they pick the wrong guy. Hundred percent agree. Hundred yeah, percent. agree. There's so like I fourteen has to be Harold Landry's floor, and yeah. I don't see. There's no way Davenport gets picked top fifteen. He's terrific. Landry's terrific. He's the real deal. He's going to be very
0: high in my final board. Um, and this was the confirmation that I absolutely needed to be able to say go with the 2016 tape throw out the 2017 tape, except the games when he's healthy which he was still good in and you know and he kind of clarified how hard that was to play through and things like that i'm all in on harold lander i was pretty in on him before now i'm all back in on him because that testing and the players that he compares to are elite end guys and i think he can get to that level as well uh hercules Mataafa, it wasn't pretty man
1: it was oh, not him pretty. and yeah him and arden key had really weird Ugh. weekends you can say bad you can yeah, that. I mean, like, <laughs> like I, like I, I, I would not, I would not draft Arden Key. I wouldn't either. Yeah, for like sure. at all, right. like at all. Like I'm talking, like I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put Arden Key on my draft board. So
0: people are gonna look at Arden Key's web and be like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's fine. 83rd percentile for the 20 yard shuttle, uh, thir- 62nd percentile for the three cone, 63rd percentile for the broad jump. He's fine. No, he's in the first percentile for weight. He's six five yeah, and like- he's 238 pounds weight adjust, and like
1: that. he he's 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 tried to t- he's tried to tell us that like oh i was up to 270 at one point or like 260 uh but he played one season at 230 and then he's at 250 like at that point I, at that point i it's a problem it's not a luxury right. that's not a cool thing that you're doing right <laughs> exactly so like like i'm not that's not a compliment like oh i've played at 270 i've played at 260 i've played at 240 i've played at 230 like I don't care. Yeah, exactly. You got to pick a weight, Because right. at this point, you've got a weight problem now. So I don't know was, how to trust you. He said he What's was two eighty, gonna...
0: and now he's two thirty eight. Um, I don't know what even what to do with that information because that is just a massive difference.
1: And he looks like a rail man. He, yeah, he looks rail. At two forty, at two forty, he looks like a rail. So if you want, if you want Arden Key to actually do something, he's got to play at what two sixty, because he's a rail right now at two forty. So, yeah. like, at like 255, 260. And then at that point, what are his agility numbers?
0: He would scare that. the living daylights out of me. Because even comparing him as a linebacker, he's average to below average in all those testing.
1: Y'all can take him. I'm not doing it. Yeah,
0: I'm with yeah. you. Uh, we, who else do we mention? Which, is oh, really,
1: which, is really, which really sucks for me to say because two years ago when he was a true freshman, I was watching a random LSU game and, like, on back to back to back plays. He got insane jumps off the snap and either got a sack or forced a pressure that did something. And I was like, who is this 49 kid for LSU? And everybody told me, oh, this is Arden Key. He's going to be a beast, all this stuff. And then, you know, some off-the-field stuff. We know some things. We've heard some things that Mm -hmm. even, you know, beyond his skill that we have to question, that we have to question his character and his off-the-field stuff now. So, I I mean, he quit the football team for whatever reason back last spring. Um yeah. So I, yeah, I just I'm I'm totally out on Arden Key.
0: Whole lot of bad from him. Hercules Mataafa, um Not great. Man, the agilities not, were not good. He's small. Not an athlete. No, not, not an athlete. He's not an athlete. Never held a gap. Doesn't have great length, doesn't have great size, uh you know, on the low end of all that kind of stuff. I mean, his arms are 31 and a half. He's in the 3rd percentile when you compare him uh to other edge defenders. Um you know, he was above average in the shuttle, below average in the three cone terrible jumps uh you know the 40 yard dash was above average but again remember he's smaller so weight adjusted and he's going to be right around average and you know so it just wasn't to, to me i again this is the guy that he all he did was shoot gaps to washington state he never held a gap he doesn't do anything that will translate to the nfl i don't think his game translates that way he's going to play on the edge now he's got underdeveloped hands um i don't know i just i don't know i don't know where you take this guy you know the the, the first round talk was crazy I don't know that the day two talk makes sense at this point. Um, you know, no. I think he's a For who? For, yeah, right. For is he a three, four outside linebacker? Is that what you're gonna is that where you're gonna no, use? No, I him?
1: mean like who are you just talking about? Hercules oh, still?
0: For Hercules, yeah.
1: Oh no, no chance I'm taking him day two.
0: Right. So I mean that's <laughs> what I mean. He's I don't know, he's a man without a home right now. Uh Jeff Holland wasn't great either, although he's still got a lot of the workouts to do and stuff like that. So <clears throat> we'll leave him alone for now. The one guy other guy we wanted to touch on, uh Lorenzo Carter. Uh, I mean I don't even yeah. know if he plays on the edge, dude. I, I don't know. But his broad jump was in the ninety eighth percentile, his vertical was in the eighty second percentile, his forty yard dash was in the ninety eighth percentile, his hand size was in the eighty seventh percentile, his arm length. I mean, this guy was off the charts, he's a freak. He's six four, he's six five, six four and seven two hundred and fifty pounds, he's got massively long arms, thirty four inch arms. He his hands are huge. His 40-yard dash was a 4.5 flat, and he ran a 4.4. Four we thought it was on TV. It was like a 4.47, right? And we were like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> a 250-pound guy running in the 4.4s, four I think it's only happened one time, and it was Vernon Davis. And no, we knew Lorenzo Carter was going to be athletic. Everybody knew that, Like, right? I mean, he was athletic. He was a crazy freak in high school. Right, I didn't think that athletic. R- you know. Right, 4.5 flat is crazy, Right. I four high four fives, um you know something like that would have made sense to me, but this was just mind bogglingly uh, he didn't do the agilities though, so it's very incomplete with him because I don't know what his three cone and what his shuttle would have looked like, and I can't tell from tape really because he hardly ever rushes the passer, and when he does a lot of time, he's unblocked, and maybe I need to pick and look up other games I've watched like four, and I saw a bunch of them live though. You don't get a great feel for his bend, and I don't think he really has an idea of how to use it anyway. So I'm just completely clueless as to what he'll be in that in things like the three cone. So I need to see what he does in that. If he's poor in that, I'm all about moving this kid to linebacker.
1: Like, yeah, I, I almost kind of thought he was more of a, yeah, like maybe he he's did, like a, he's, he's better with as an athlete in space than he is like, yeah, tagging him as a specific edge rusher, you right. know.
0: And then it becomes where do you pick up, where do you pick him, where do you play him? Does he need to develop as an off ball guy? Um, you know, he's not really played there. Reading your keys, processing all that kind of stuff is tough. So, you know, it would have been a great opportunity for him to play in the senior boy. I know George had a long season, but that would have been really nice for Lorenzo Carter to be able to show coverage and things like that. He opted not to. Uh, his decision, obviously. A um, couple other guys got to touch on real quick. Kylie Fitz. I've been talking of this guy, haven't I? You knew I was mm-hmm. going to say this. I had to get in my box for Kylie Fitz. 91st percentile in the 20-yard shuttle, 95th percentile in the three-cone. And he's right around the weight, so these percentages hold hold strong. Uh, 263 pounds, 6'3", uh, six, three, six, three and 3'4". Three, three, so he, he's a big defensive end. His jumps were, were good, were good and solid. Um, I think that his 40-yard dash shocked me <laughs> to be in the four six nine. Uh His size, uh, 82nd percentile I checked in at. I mean, I was surprised by that the bench press i mean he put up 31 reps this guy's this guy's a horse uh really good kid uh good head on his shoulders Uh, i think teams are going to be really impressed he's not the longest guy in terms of arm length but i think he's long enough there he the big thing for fitz is going to be the medicals i don't know where that he's going to fall on that but the medicals are going to be a big thing and i think we're going to have to see uh where he falls on that when that uh kind of the results come in from those because he's had some injuries in his past and the other guy, Sam Hubbard. I mean, Sam Hubbard had a great day, and this
1: yeah. is the thing. Did, we why didn't he run the
0: forty? Why didn't he run the forty? I don't know. Do we know? He's two hundred and seventy pounds, and he's six five and a half. <laughs> Maybe I control of the environment. You know, you're going to do well in the rest of the stuff. Maybe he's not that fast. He doesn't look fast on tape, so I don't think his forty would have been good. But who cares? You know, you're an edge defender. I your ten matters. Your, your, his jumps were both very good. Um, you know, he jumped. 35 inches. That's a real good for 270 pounds. I mean, he's on the high end of the weight scale for this. So, you know, he was in the 74th percentile for the vert, and his three cone was a 97th percentile. You know, the bend definitely isn't there on tape. Uh, but again, for a guy who switched positions, I don't think it's super surprising to see a guy test well at certain things. I don't think he he definitely necessarily uses it really well as a player on tape. Maybe that can be brought out of him. But, again, I don't think Sam Hubbard's this guy with a high ceiling like his testing would indicate. But clearly there's enough athleticism there for him to figure some things out and to be able to beat some guys one-on-one, which is all I wanted to see. Um, And I think that he's he's arguably the best run defender in the class as an edge defender. He's that good. He almost never loses his assignment as an edge defender.
1: Yeah, very sound, certainly. Yeah,
0: so – Super impressed by him. Um, Really looking forward to seeing where teams evaluate him. But if he's the third or fourth edge defender off the board, I think I wouldn't be surprised at all. So, I mean, it's looking more and more like the top five edge defenders off the board will be Chubb, Landry, Davenport, Hubbard, and Sweat, if you had to guess right now, correct?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't don't like Davenport, so. Well, I don't. Yeah, no, no,
0: no. I mean, by the NFL. Or do you think he'll fall? Do you think they won't like him as much?
1: No, probably not. They're probably going to pick him in the first round. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a different one. Uh,
0: because Key's kind of out of it. Mod office. No, out of yeah, it Key's not going to pick
1: first round. No way. No way. Yeah. So I guess so. And yeah. I don't
0: think all those guys will go in the first round, but those will be the five first ones, the first five off the board, in my opinion. I'm trying to think I who would mess that. it up. I can see that i can't think of who would mess it up i mean there there really isn't a lot of other competition um oh real quick deshaun hand who has the unfortunate uh got unfortunately put with the edge the edges had a seven nine eight three cone i don't know if you saw that no it's one of the worst three cones i've ever seen for like a non-nose tackle yeah dude is not athletic he is huge and he is long he is not athletic And it looked that way on tape. So there's your D line. There's your edge defender breakdown. We're going to have to go into linebackers and DBs on another day because there's just no time today. We've already gone for 40 minutes breaking down these guys for you guys. So we got to wrap up the show. We'll catch you again tomorrow. We'll continue to break down the combine tons and tons of takeaways from the combine and confirmations of our evaluations, evaluations that'll send us back to the tape players. We didn't even watch or heard of uh, that ended up testing well and uh, need to be checked out now. So Lots of good stuff still to come on Locked On NFL Draft. So please make sure you keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.